Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This is a very special episode. Kimberly's favorites. We should maybe make our very special episodes like Family Ties very special episodes when Alex P. Keaton learned about drugs for the first time. Are they? Like, that's what very special episodes usually are, is maybe about drugs or a teacher flirting with you inappropriately. That's but, what a very special episode usually means. But every Dateline has a major like that. crime right. involved. Right. That's true. So I feel like so every Dateline is a very special episode. Very special episode. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's true. Okay, so this very special episode is on my list of one of my favorite episodes of all time. I've seen it many, many times. I've probably seen it maybe 14 times, I would guess. I know the characters well, inside and out. When I hear the name Sheila, I think Davalu in my head, if I'm just out and about. Wow. If I hear Nelson, I think Nelson Sessler. I've wow. never heard the name Annalisa in, out and about, but if I did, well, of course. I would think of... Yes. Now, had you ever seen this episode? No, I have never seen this episode. Oh, we episode. should say the name of the episode first of all. Yes, please. It's called Obsession. There are other episodes called Obsession. So that's a little tricky. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't think of another name. We'll do our best. Yeah. This episode, this Obsession, November 9th, 2012, season 21, episode 7. An oldie but a goodie. Yes. Hosted by Chris Hansen who used to be on the program a long time ago and used to do those um, How to Catch a Predator. Well, I'm where not, I... someone would show up and be like, I'm here looking for my date who's 15. And he'd be like, hi, I'm Chris Hansen. Have a seat. <laughs> I have to say I was a little, obviously, when you told me I was a little upset and I said, who's this dude? Yes, you did. The minute did I started watching, dude? I said, who's this dude? And then I didn't understand why this would be one of your favorites when it wasn't a Keith or Josh or Andrea or Dennis episode. It was right this dude. Right. But did you, as you watched it, get why it was so good? Oh, I got why the episode was good. I did not find Chris Hansen to be any sort of uh, mitigating factor as to why the episode was good, though. He didn't bring anything he to it. He absolutely was not. I did not. I never remember who hosts this episode. He's not. He's wallpaper. Whenever it's going to be on and I put it, well, I feel like, I think he really nailed the how to catch a predator angle. Yeah. But maybe as just a regular Dateline host, not so much. They should, I would like them to bring back to catch a predator. Yeah, they definitely should. That'd be great. But I hope I did not confuse you. The reason I chose this episode and why it's one of my favorites has absolutely nothing to do with Chris Hansen. Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. But I'm but, very curious to find out why this is one of your favorites. I was. You did not find it cray. Okay, I found it medium to high cray, but not absolutely blow my mind really? cray. Really? Here's the here's the deal again. I wanted a two-hour episode on this. If I wanted some more information. There were a few things that definitely I, w- I yelled a couple times. So I guess Good. 
I yeah, I guess this is a this is a high level of cray. Yeah. I guess we let's, can go with that. Let's delve in and see if we'll we'll pick apart and see if That sounds I good. just find if... ev- everywhere you turn in this episode there's more craziness. There is, but the people themselves aren't extremely well looks wise they aren't crazy eccentric. No, I feel like no, if this they, had been that's if, what's creepy. They're not weird looking. They look like your everyday people that you could be working with. If we could transplant this episode from Connecticut to Kentucky, we'd be in serious business. Right. Then I think we'd have a lot of other stuff going on that would raise the but anyways. Pl- I think you're gonna have to go into a lot of detail on this one because our listeners can find the episode, but it's not going to be on the Dateline on NBC app or NBC.com right now. It's, a little it's bit... on the NBC News app, except one it segment is. doesn't work. And then you have to go to YouTube. And then you have to go to YouTube, which I found out. But I would like to suggest that when you go to search for this episode, which you're definitely going to after this recap, because you're going to have to see this for yourself, is that search for Obsession and Annalisa. Yes just to make sure because there are a bunch of obsession type episodes or it's dateline if you type dateline obsession it turns into basically mine and kimberly's faces does it yeah no i wish (laughs) that if you type in dateline obsession the first thing that comes up is a date with dateline that'd be great okay let's jump right in (laughs) so this episode took place in stamford connecticut which is near where the babysitters club live in stony brook and I think that I don't want them anywhere near this sort of nonsense. Yeah, no, stay away. No, I do. Listen they can't to solve a, this. They don't always solve murders. They babysit generally and have. But like, they solve romance. things. They solve. They have problems. some mystery shows. They solve problems yeah. for sure. That's a good point. Yeah. So this episode is about Annalisa Raimundo, who <laughs> lit up the room, and her love of life was contagious. Thirst for life, too. She had a yes. whole bunch of them. All of the cliches were there. Her her love of life was viral. It literally infected other people and made them go skydiving, things that they wouldn't normally do. She worked in pharmaceuticals. She was making bank money, I think. And yeah. she's dating this guy, Nelson Sessler, who is an extremely quiet, subdued... Yeah, like a mathematician. Not an eccentric mathematician. A very... No simple mathematician i wear these khaki pants in a whisper of a monotone at all i'm obsessed with him i kind of wanted to date him with nelson yeah i kind of liked him you and some other people (laughs) (laughs) yeah he drove the ladies crazy apparently so so christine christine uh, dinerstein yes that was the best name best name she's a good very good friend of annalisa and Annalisa's sister, Bernadette. They both Also good name. Great names. They cannot seem to decide how serious Nelson and Annalisa's relationship are. They yeah. were maybe gonna commit, but then he wasn't totally committed. But then the sister Bernadette thought they were fully committed because Annalisa caught the bouquet at her wedding. I think it, that Bernadette thinks that that is like a, a real thing, like a crystal ball. That is, it's like fact, like scientific fact. <laughs> she's like, well, they, she caught the bouquet. So that means that she's the next one to get married. That's what that means. It's scientifically proven that yeah. that is exactly what happens. Yeah. So she thought they were definitely going to get married. So one night, Christine Dinerstein, the friend, is supposed to meet 
Annalisa and Nelson for dinner, but they never show up, so she's calling. Then we jump to a 911 call of somebody, a female, saying, a guy attacked my neighbor. The person hangs up really fast. We don't know who it was making the 911 call. They go to the apartment, and Annalisa, it's her really nice condo, and she is dead. She's been beaten and stabbed in the middle of the day, and she fought really hard for her life. There's a lot of damage and no forced entry. So sorry, the night before they were supposed Shh, to go to correct. dinner, or no, no, no it, it was, was that day. That it was night. that night. Okay, she okay. was already dead when they were calling repeatedly. She had been killed earlier in the day. Understood. All right. So and no forced entry. The police it, obviously no start entry. with her boyfriend Nelson. He happens to drive up to pick her up for the dinner, and the police are already there. And they put him in this waiting area of the condo to calm down, except he seems really calm already. So at the crime scene, Nelson is so unemotional, and he doesn't ask what happens to Annalisa. And then he falls asleep in the waiting room, which I'd never seen on Dateline before. Did this make you suspect him? Yeah. Yeah, when he fell asleep, I was like, okay, well, obviously Nelson had something to do with it. Right. Well, then also the fact that he never asked. What happened the to important, her? Yeah, he didn't ask the important how, questions. How did it happen? Yeah. How did was it, she Which shot? is the first question out of your mouth. Was it yeah. an accident? Was she shot? Did she fall right. down? Did she have he a stroke? Even, did she, right. you know. What yeah. happened? Yeah, That's what happened? the question. And he's so, just so laid back that he doesn't even, he's not even curious. That, yeah. I don't know. And then he goes to bed. Night, night. Which I'm so jealous of because I cannot fall asleep unless I'm in a bed and it is nighttime and I've had two hours to relax. I can't just fall yeah. asleep on a bus or a car ride. And he's like, my girlfriend is just murdered. I'm going to well, we take a quickie nap. There's different Ways reactions. Reactions, yes. And sleep I think seems bizarre. It does. But I think... Yeah. Your body is rushing with adrenaline, and then it mm-hmm. crashes, yeah. and then you go, literally go to sleep from that like chemical shock, I okay. think. I'm not a scientist. So Nelson says that he was at work all day. There was no drama between him and Annalisa. He was not cheating on her, and he has an ironclad alibi. But the police still think he's involved or hiding something right. because his behavior is strange. And then there's reports of a sketchy guy hanging out by the docks, which made me laugh. I don't know. It just always at the That's docks. where sketchy guys. That's where sketchy guys hang out at the docks. At the, docks. At, the ra- at the rail yard. Yeah. There's like a few key yes. places where there's always a sketchy dude behind the ninety nine cent only store. Oh, there's for sure. Always three or four sketchy dudes. But there's yeah. something more romantic about the docks than behind the ninety nine cent <laughs> store in North Hollywood. That's- that's true. I think it's because we don't live on the East Coast. So I think the docks have this sort of different kind of feel. And also, right. you know how I feel about boats and Down Eastern Alexa and the whole business. Yeah, it seems. But I don't think he's like a dock worker. So this yeah. guy's hanging out by the docks, smoking cigarettes or whatever. Also, we should say that her apartment was on the water. Port, kind of. a, yeah, like an outlet. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what water. If it was Let's a say an inlet. Inlet. What's yeah. an outlet? Like, and it's the thing in the wall that you plug things into. <laughs> I mean, me. it, it could also be a thing with water, but I... You got me. That I'm going to go with inlet. Sounds good. I got got. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's his name? Gary? Who's this sketchy dude? 
Gary Riley. Gary Ricky. He is heard around town telling people about the crime, but they eventually figure out that he's just trying to be involved because people just really do that. Like that Domine Ramsey guy that was like, I was there when she died. Yeah, yeah. they just ha- don't They're have anything else involved. in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So their 911 call came from a payphone, and the woman who called wouldn't give her name, and she quickly hung up yeah. the phone. So police have nothing for five months. And Annalise's sister, Bernadette, and her parents are so sad. And there's a cop that looks like Mandy Patinkin, kind of, and he's really sad, too. So in March of 2003, in nearby Westchester, New York, which is another state, but close enough that it is nearby, there's another stabbing involving a married couple. And this is when things get wackadoo. There's a man named Paul who is also quiet, mild-mannered, but has a little bit more sarcasm, a little bit more sass to him. He is a academic type, and he was stabbed by his, well, the police are interviewing his wife, Sheila Davalou. Uh, she is a research scientist. He is getting his doctorate in epidemiology, which now is the point of the podcast where we have to say if we know what that is. No, we don't. don't. We do. Yes, don't Google it. What do you think? I'm thinking that I'm mad because I almost Googled it when they said it in the episode. (laughs) And if I had Googled it when they said it in the episode, then right now, how smart would I look? Would you say you would never admit that you Googled it? You would just act like you had known it. I probably would have. No, I would have let it go for a few seconds, though. For a few seconds, you would have thought I was really smart. And then I would have admitted it. Do you know right. what it is? I The only thing I can think of is that it's a skin doctor. Epidurum. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's oh. what I think. Okay, I don't we're... know. I really haven't looked it up. But that was my guess too. The oh, epidermis okay. kind of. But I also think it could be plants for some reason. Darn it. Okay, well this is the, okay, but we're going to look it up because a dermatologist is a skin doctor. Dermatologist. Right, yeah. Do you think it could be plants? I don't think it insects? could be plants. Insects? I, insects, I thought. What's Bugs insects? maybe. We'll think about it. Well, this is the time that I wish we had show notes because we would have a show note on what an epidemiologist I'll t- is. I'll tweet it when we find okay. out. Or people okay. will just tweet us and say, you guys are ignoramuses and not qualified to host a podcast. And uh, what college did you guys go to? And we won't tell them because we don't want to bring shame to our university. We went to SUNY Fredonia. <laughs> what is that? It's What's a that? school. It's a state school in New York. It really SUNY is? Fr- SUNY Fredonia, yeah. SUNY S-U-N-Y, SUNY, State of New York, like oh, State okay. University of New okay. York okay. in Fredonia. Fredonia is a place? Fred- Fredonia, yeah. I looked into it because I wanted to go very far away from where I grew up, and it was very far away. Oh my God. Wow. Now you know. You learn something every day. Okay. We're going to look it up. So Sheila says she came in from work from her academia job, and her husband was stabbed when she came home. But her husband is at the hospital being like, uh, no, that bitch stabbed me. So <laughs> they, he says they're playing this guessing game. He says that she says that she heard about this guessing game at work. And you blindfold and handcuff the person, and you put things on the person's body, and then they guess what that thing is. Have you ever played that game with your husband? Absolutely not, because it's not a real game. 
That's nonsense. I think it's Had a game kids might play. With handcuffs? I feel like the handcuffs Not with handcuffs. Are... Of course not. No. But that's Just where it goes your too eyes. far. But you, this seems like something that you're on a long trip or something and you're stuck waiting somewhere and you're like, yes. here, close your eyes and tell me if you can feel what this is. It's right. not something that you set up and are like, okay, I'm going to handcuff you to this and chair. And we're going to do this game. You. Yes. It's going to be like an event. Yeah. And I have, we'll come back to it, but I have questions about the game. Well, of course. Okay. So Chris Hansen right away announces that he is not judging. When he, Chris. When he hears the handcuffs and the blindfolds, he's like, I'm not passing judgment. And the husband is like, right. I, I know exactly what you're going to say. You want to think that it's sexual. Yeah. But I assure you that it's not. And I would tell you if it was. They just happened to have handcuffs at their house Jeez. and blindfolds. So he says... It really wasn't sexual. The wife was just bored and he kind of wanted to appease her because he wanted to get back to his research. So he's kind of like, okay, we'll play for a little bit and it'll kill a couple hours. Like, how long were they going to play this game for? A couple hours. This was boring after the fourth object, I think. But he's like, it'll kill a couple hours and it'll appease her and then I can go back to my work. It's fine. She seems really into it and I don't know why, but okay, I'll go, I'll go for it. Okay. Um, okay. First, he goes first, and he holds up a shampoo bottle and a camera, which seems like a lot of work because now you're having to go into different rooms of your apartment to gather things. He had to go to the bathroom and get the shampoo bottle. They had to go and dig out the camera. It seems like a lot of work. Feels like plastic. You're not going to know that's a shampoo bottle unless it's wet, and then you're going to be like, ah, it's wet. That's part of the game, uh, I think. This is the stupidest. The shape of it might... Yeah, I think it could be fun for kids. It's not fun. All right. Keep going. So what happens in this stupid game? It's her turn. He's closing his eyes, or blindfolded and handcuffed. And after five or six items, he feels a heavy thrust on his chest. That's how he describes it. And then he feels a second one. And she's like, oh my God, you're bleeding. I hurt you. And he thought she had like a seizure and had accidentally cut him, and she's panicking. So he takes control of the situation, says, it's going to be okay, call 911, you know, we'll get the ambulance here. So she calls 911. We cut now to the hospital where Sheila's being interviewed by a detective, and she refuses to talk about it. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. Like that hysterical wheezing crying that I always make fun of. Your favorite. Um, yeah. yeah, my favorite. And she, well, she, she's too embarrassed to admit about this game. And then the detective's like, I don't want to embarrass you. Just, just tell me. So finally she admits that they were playing this game, but it was an accident and that she cut him. So we're jumping back now to, so they're at the apartment. She calls the ambulance, but no ambulance ever comes. So she says, I'm going to drive you to the hospital. So the police find her cell phone on the ground at the hospital and they check it and they assume she will have called 911 as she said she did and no ambulance ever came, but she didn't call 911. Instead, she called Annalisa's boyfriend nelson sessler and this is a few months after don't mock this twist that was a good i'm not mocking i'm saying it's bomb 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 they reveal it no well yeah kind of but that's all right so did you know she didn't call 911 though as soon as they said they found the phone yes 
Okay, you're very smart. So I'm not that smart. I've seen a lot of Datelines. I know how this is going to go, but I didn't know how how bad it gets. So, sorry. Okay, so I just don't like that you're not impressed by this episode. I am impressed, mildly. I I'm like Nelson. I'm calm, cool, and collected This is today. not the expression I wanted from you. I wanted an excited Katie today as I shared part of my heart to you and oh, for opened myself sakes. up and said, this is one of my favorites. Oh, and you're like, meh. I'm not like meh. And I'm like, wait till you see this. This is incredible. And you're like, mm. Oh. All right. I'm going to try. I'm going to dial it up. Go ahead. Dial, bring it up. I'll bring it up. All right. Go. Okay. So she called Nelson instead of calling 911 when her husband was stabbed at their apartment. So the next day at work, this is just a funny reaction, is Christine. Uh, what is it? Dinerstein. Dinerstein. Yeah. She is at work and someone comes up to her and is like, did you hear what Sheila Davalu did? So we find out that Sheila works at the same place as Annalisa worked before she was murdered and Nelson works. And Christine is like, I've never heard of anyone being stabbed. And now in a five month period, two people I know have been involved in a stabbing. Who work That's, at this weird pharmaceutical who work company. at this pharmaceutical yeah. company and all seem to have something to do with Nelson Sessler. Yeah. Who basically, even though I adore him and have a huge crush on him, has no personality whatsoever. Right. He is, even in the pictures with him and Annalise, you're just like, it's just some white guy. I mean, right. I don't know how else to describe him. He's but just there's so- something about him that I find attractive. I think it's his voice. And his mild autism. All right. I have, I have a crush on mild autism. That is funny that you had that reaction to him because we will get to my reaction to his courtroom behavior. Okay. Later. Great. Okay. Okay. So the police go talk to Nelson. They say, look, your girlfriend Annalisa was stabbed five months ago. And now this other lady called you the night that she stabbed her husband in this weird non-sexual sex game. Nelson finally admits that he was friends with Sheila Davalu and he would walk her dogs in a different state. And the cop is like, look, no one's driving from Connecticut to New York to walk dogs without getting laid. But how that cute are the good. dogs? I think <laughs> if they're cute enough, I might do it. So Nelson admits that he was sleeping with Sheila Davalu when he started dating Annalisa. But once it got serious with Annalisa, he broke up with Sheila. But then after Annalisa was murdered, she kind of consoled him through his grief that he fell asleep through most of his grief. She comforted him as he he slept, I think, like maybe stroked his hair. Oh, and they started hooking up again during while she was comforting him, I think. So Nelson said that he didn't know that Sheila Davalu had a husband and Sheila Davalu her husband, Paul, who was stabbed, didn't know about Nelson, that her his wife was having an affair with this guy, Nelson. But here's where we get the first real taste of Sheila Davalu's fully crazy behavior. The cops go to Paul, who's been stabbed. He's in the hospital. And they're like, hey, it's weird. She called this guy. Instead of calling 911, she called this guy Nelson. And his girlfriend was stabbed, Annalisa, five months ago. Do you know them? And Paul is like, Annalisa, Sheila 
had been telling her husband stories for months and months about this love triangle of these three people at her work that she was obsessed with. She talked about them all the time. Melissa, Jack, and Annalisa. So for months, her friend Tammy, who is a sassy blonde, we're going to call her Blonde Tammy. She- Sassy Tammy. Sassy Tammy says that Sheila talked about these three people and their love triangle at work more than she talked about herself. She even talked about their sex life. So she's beyond obsessed with these people. Here's the first part of the crazy. Why did she only change two of the names? Why did she change Melissa and Jack from Nelson and Sheila? Obviously, she had to change Sheila, but she kept Mm -hmm. the Annalisa. Which is the most striking name of the three. Correct. Do you think she really liked, deep down, really liked the name? She thought it was pretty? So she kept it? Or is that like risk behavior? Like he could actually find out about this because there's an Annalisa at my work. That's an identifying factor. That's risky behavior to leave that name the same. It's hard, yeah, because all these people are kind of smart. So you think that, and yeah. she, Sheila obviously thinks she's the, the most smartest. Most smartest so, is Sheila. Most smartest. Most smartest. Yeah. So, yes, she, and I think she actually might be, but in, in a really dumb socially way, but book smart. Book smart, yeah. But I, I think that, Very I think smart. that what happened is she started, the first time she ever told the story about Annalisa, it was a mistake. However she initiated this story about Melissa Jack and Annalisa, she was actually talking about Annalisa to her friend or to her husband or something and then realized that she wanted to talk more about the story, so inserted the other two people but gave them fake names. I think it was a, Melissa and Jack were an add-on right. later. And she wished she had changed Annalisa. And she wished she had changed it, but then she couldn't go back. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But how crazy is it's that? It's crazy. That was crazy. Yeah. So imagine I have been telling you about people at my work for the last 12 years. Yeah. And then you go to my work and someone's like, there's no one here by that name. And then you find out that I am one of the people in the stories. It's so I'd never talk to you again. I'd be like, well, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's nuts. No. Yeah. That's nuts. And she was telling her about her to her friend where to the point where sassy blonde Tammy is like enough already with these people. Right. I want to talk about that. I think it was, yes, or I think like she would, they would sit down at at lunch and Tammy would be like, Sheila, what's up with you? And she'd be like, well, Melissa and Jack got in this huge fight. And she'd be like, no, 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 what's, what's going on with you? Well, Melissa and Jack, their sex life is heating up. Exactly. And I don't know why sassy blonde Tammy was friends with her. Well, why didn't also sassy blonde Tammy pick up on this? That's true. There's something. I kind of feel like sassy blonde Tammy, little bored with her life and liked hearing these crazy stories, but more than that, wanted to see where Sheila was going to go with this. Yeah, could be that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she sensed that this was some weird catfishing thing and some of these people were not, were made up or something. Yeah, maybe she knew. Wanted to see, like, where is Sheila going to go? Is she going to kill off Jack? How crazy is Sheila? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. But she's telling this to her, her husband thinks it's fully real. They are these people at work that have this love triangle and his wife is living vicariously by observing their relationship. Mm -hmm. So jumping back five months earlier, after Annalisa was murdered, Sheila rekindled her relationship with Nelson by bringing him care packages 
and comforting him and kind of trying to get him back. When Annalisa died, the cops are now are finally now, it's five months later, and they're piecing together that Sheila had a motive because she was broken up with. She was spurned. Then they do some more investigating and they've realized that Sheila was actually spying on Annalisa and Nelson, full-on stalking them in the couple months before Annalisa was murdered. So Mm -hmm. this is when we get crazy 2.0, is she even gets her husband to help her with the spying. See, now you're shaking your head. So you're into the crazy, right? There's so much crazy. Yeah, this one, this one got me a little bit. Basically, who knows what she said to her husband? My friend is being stalked. We or my friend's being cheated on by her husband. We need to help her out and do some surveillance or what. Even borrowing his night vision binoculars, which he had for, oh, didn't he say he had them for research? So what would you need night vision binoculars for? For what is epidemiology? I think it's bugs. Do you think it's bugs? I think it's bugs. I think we were initially wrong about the skin, and I think it might be bugs. So he has night vision goggles for whatever epidemiology is. A mole. Maybe it's bugs on skin. (gasps) It's like scabies. Yes. He researches scabies and bed bugs. Yes. (laughs) So Sheila Davalu is spying on Annalisa and Nelson sometimes bringing her poor husband into it and saying that these are work friends and his night vision binoculars. The day of Annalise's murder, Sheila checks out of work early. Now, she had bought two stun guns, a lockpick set, and recording devices. And the police find receipts for all of these. She never really says why she bought those items. She never really... No, they don't go into it. No. Yeah. But she planned... This is planned. This was not... Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe I'll go do this. This was all set out, I think. So Mm -hmm. they really think, yes, she killed Annalisa five years after Annalisa's death. Why does it take so long? They finally are able to arrest her. But seriously, why does it take so long? It always does. Why? I don't know. And they arrest her also with not having a lot of physical evidence. Oh, I do think the five years, in this case, I, I have an idea why. So I'll, but I'll, I can't talk about it until you finish. Okay. So we start the trial. Here's where we get to Sheila's third level of crazy, which is mm-hmm. she decides to represent herself. What did you think when you saw that? <laughs> that was, that got me. It's such an arrogant thing. And Paul, I think Paul he says does. that. The husband says it. Yeah. I'm going to get myself off. I'll do better than any lawyer. It's just ludicrous. Yes. it's yeah. And she's totally plays the part of the lawyer. Yeah. She's like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you know, using yeah. all the proper lingo. And she seems very mild-mannered and polite. Yes. But the, she behind the eyes, she's fully crazy. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nelson takes the stand. And this is where I really start to love Nelson. He looks like he's about to fall asleep. I think he has some allergic reaction to police and law enforcement, and they literally just make him sleepy. Police (laughs) are his tryptophan, and he talks so softly. It does. It is beyond relaxing to me. I love his voice. Very even. Yes. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep, yep. Now, 
Christine Dinerstein, the friend, really defends him here and says he's just too laid back, but he does feel those things. He did care for Annalisa. That's just who he is. And so people that thought that he was unemotional about her murder, he really did care. And that's really nice because I think she could have easily blamed him. I think most friends just would have blamed him and figured he was involved somehow. But he was really a victim too, because he was kind of cheating, but not really. They were mostly dating, I think, when they were just, him and Annalisa were starting out dating. And he broke up with her to become monogamous. Because remember, he wouldn't commit. Right. They they kept saying at the beginning of the episode, he wouldn't commit, he wouldn't wouldn't commit because he was sleeping with someone else. Exactly. And then he stopped sleeping with that other person. I think he actually was okay. Yeah, I think he was a stand-up guy, I think. And he yeah, didn't know yeah. that Sheila Davalu was married. So yeah. he re- he didn't think there was any cheating there either. So he was really yeah. kind of a victim of this too. He is also just seems like one of those guys, like just very naive when it comes to women. <laughs> Doesn't really understand what's happening. He didn't know that Sheila was fully stalking him, pulling the wool over his eyes comforting him in his time of need trying to get back in bed with him she even shows up on a flight from las vegas that's crazy walks up to the airport and is like hi oh my gosh this is crazy this must be fate or something we're on the same flight and then they're like where did she sit on the plane and nelson's on the stand and he's like she she sat right next to me And that didn't ring crazy alarm bells in in your head. exactly. Yeah. Okay. He's like, that's kind of weird, but whatever, you know? No, he's just that guy. He doesn't think about it too much. Yeah. He's like, I thought it was weird, but what? All right. Okay. So (laughs) Sheila's- Oh, Nelson. I know. I love Nelson. He's so innocent. So Sheila's friend, Sassy Blontami, says that Sheila was- fully hacking into Nelson's voicemail and knew where he was going to be, knew he was going on that trip, planned to show up and do the whole, oh my gosh, it's fate. We're on the same. Yeah. So then the husband takes the stand, Paul, who was stabbed. They're just very similar, him and Nelson. They're both academics. They're both non-emotional. Sheila definitely has a type here. And so do I. Oh, yeah. I am so into Uh both of them. Which is also very, makes me nervous. Paul tells the jury more about the night when he was stabbed, which is hilarious because he says that Sheila was driving so slowly to the hospital as he was bleeding in the backseat. Which, I can't even. And she's Ugh. such like a bad actress. I feel like she was probably, oh my God, there's so much traffic. Oh, there's a baby in the road. I have to stop while the baby exactly. crosses the street. And oh, no, now there's a deer and some sheep. So hang on. We're go- oh, another red light. I'm so sorry. We're going we're gonna to get there. She's like driving as slowly as possible. And he's like, I cannot believe why, how this is taking so long. So he is getting kind of suspicious. They get to the hospital and he's still alive. And then he really figures out what's going on. She climbs into the backseat and fully stabs him a third time right in the chest and actually nicks his heart. And that's when he knows she didn't have a seizure this she did not slip there was not any traffic or a baby in the road she is fully trying to kill me right now at the hospital Mm -hmm. in front of the hospital in the parking lot this is dateline is making me crazy on that one 
that they don't tell you that right away. They're sort of making it seem like she's in, in getting interviewed by police and stuff or whatever. Well, they but jump. she's interviewed They're jumping by police. Around. They are. But she actively tried to kill him in the hospital parking lot. Yes. They have okay. to save some of these surprises for the trial. Right. They come out. But so she's immediately arrested is what happened. Right. In the Be- parking lot. But they don't talk well, about that. Well, because someone saw her? Or because... No, she's because he told them. So she is immediately Did someone arrested. rush out with a stretcher? And how did he get inside the hospital? I don't know. We don't know any of this. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it is. I hope she, he kicked her off and then like I'm sure crawled he did. out of the car and was like, somebody help me. My wife is I'm trying sure to kill was, me. I'm sure it was crazy dramatic. And then she... That's why her phone's in the parking lot. She dropped all her stuff. Uh-huh. Who knows? I wonder if she tried to run. Uh-huh. Okay, so... Keep going. What then? Then what else do we find out in the trial? So Paul, who is now divorced from Sheila, thank goodness, mm-hmm. during the course of while they're preparing for trial, he gets divorced from her, and he does note that the morning that she stabbed him, she got her nails done and she <sighs> called a friend, and the reason she had called Nelson instead of the ambulance was to invite him to dinner. That very night, the night of the stabbing. She is a psycho. She's a psycho. She is a complete psycho. Yeah. Yeah. But also, she's very organized and she gets more done in a day than I do. If That is a lot of things to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Sheila checked out of the office that morning and has no alibi for this is for Annalisa's stabbing. She had no alibi for Annalisa's stabbing. And the police think that the 911 mystery caller was her. Voice recognition kind of proves that it was her, but it's not totally inconclusive. Her friend, Sassy Blontami, said that Sheila had a cut on her hand. She says that she cut it on a can of dog food. I want to know more about mm-hmm. their dog. Again, this is the dog oh, yeah. that Nelson would walk. But how would Nelson walk her dogs and not know that she had a husband? She hid his stuff. She hid Paul's stuff when Nelson would uh-huh. come over. Yes, that was in outside information. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay, so they test the DNA at Annalise's apartment, and now the Mandy Patinkin cop is so happy. He gets the call from the lab, and they're like, we've got her. It's a match. There's a drop of blood on a sink handle because you have to wash your hands after you kill someone. She washed. So now they have some DNA. So Sheila is presenting her own defense to the jury. There's no evidence. She lists all the weaknesses. There's no fingerprints, no hair. The search of my car yielded nothing. It's so weird hearing someone present their own defense and talking about the search of my car yielded nothing. It really is. My fingerprints are... Yeah. So she says it's not her on the 911 call. She also lists all the times where she left work. For long periods of time, which basically only proves that she's kind of a crappy employee, I think. Yeah. On this day, I Uh left for four hours. Okay, I want that job. So she admits off camera to Dateline because she won't sit down for an interview. She did stab her husband, but it had nothing to do with Annalisa. She said she was on prescription drugs and depressed and out of her mind, which is yes. And that's why we also think you killed Annalisa. Your defense is that you were out of your mind when you stabbed your husband. But that's the reason why we shouldn't believe that you killed Annalisa. Because you weren't out of your mind then. 
Okay. Good Lord. So we get this amazing scene of Paul, the husband, who was stabbed by his wife, is now being interviewed on the stand by his wife, who stabbed him, who is posing as a lawyer, even though she is nay a lawyer. Oh, and he's really calm. He's so subtle and so calm, like trying to answer the questions. But they say... What was it like being interviewed on the stand by your wife who stabbed you? And he goes, it was weird. Probably was pretty, pretty weird, Yeah, I'm Paul. sure it was very weird. Yeah. She tries to get him to back up her story that she was crazy when she stabbed him. So she says, you had said that I had a crazy look in my eye. Didn't you say that? And he has to say, yeah, crazy, angry. I guess I said that. Yeah. She's having him back up this story. And then she says, and you said previously that I never wished harm upon anyone. But I'm sure he said that earlier in the marriage (laughs) before the stabbing. But Mm -hmm. she knows what he said the whole time they were married and dating because it's her that she was married to. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. it's so weird because you could say, I, if I put you on trial, I could say, you once said that I have whatever because like we've known each other for a long time. But I don't right, know that exactly. as the lawyer. I know that because you're my friend and I know you. So she can literally yeah. quote him as saying that she never wished harm on anyone because one night he said that. They were probably... Because one night he said it. They were like at Red Lobster. When they first started dating. And he's like, you seem really nice and never wish harm on anyone. And she went home and wrote it in her journal to use for future murder trial. She talks about Nelson to the jury and says that it wasn't this big love affair that she was obsessed with him. She says they had a summer fling. And this is where we get crazy number four and it drove me insane is she goes... We had a summer fling and then makes the quotation marks summer fling. The quotation marks go as you're saying what you're putting in quotes. You don't say we had a summer fling and then make silently make the quotation marks around nothing and then go back and go summer fling. Then now summer fling is not in quotes anymore because you were silent when you were saying summer fling. Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. No, you're totally right. It's she's did it wrong. She did it wrong. She did it wrong. She is yes. not a very good lawyer, but she's not a lawyer. So, no. Next, Nelson comes on the stand and she's like, "Good afternoon, Mr. Sessler." Ridiculous. We barely know each other. Like I wasn't stalking you. We totally didn't bone or anything. How are you today? So she gets him to admit that he wasn't forthcoming to the police. And he admits that, but his voice is so soothing. And I, I don't know how the stenographer even hears him. I kind of feel like she probably had to ask him them to repeat a lot of things. Like, what was that? Mr. Sessler, can you please speak up? Can you please speak into the microphone? <laughs> He's like, I, I am speaking into the microphone right now. Oh, it's kind of like that Saturday Night Live parody of the um, NPR show. Oh, yeah, it Delicious is. Delicious dish. That's kind of what he sounds like. Yeah. And maybe that's why he falls asleep so much because he hears himself talking and it is so relaxing that he just starts talking and then he puts himself to sleep. So he says that the reason he didn't tell police that they were sleeping together, him and and Sheila, is because he didn't want Sheila to be suspected by the police like he was, which is very sweet. He was protective of her. But it did did kind of ruin their investigation for like five months because they probably... 
could have used that information. So the best part is Sheila on the stand implies that Nelson is the killer because she says, isn't it true that you had a bruised hand and a cut all across your face and scratches on your back? And he's like, um, no, not not to my knowledge. You can't just accuse someone of having injuries with no proof. And then they could just be like, no, no, I, I didn't have any. I think she's just she's, trying to plant seed of doubt, yeah. right? That's all she's trying to do. Yeah. It's like, well, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Jury. <laughs> Look, you know. Wink, wink. Come on, guys. Yeah. When we were sleeping Jury. together. I saw it. You hear me? So. Yeah. <laughs> it takes the jury a day to decide, but I think they knew right away. I think they were really just rehashing all the crazy in the jury room because yeah. I would just want to talk about it. I'd be like, can you believe that one part? And they decide that she is guilty. Her parents, Annalise's parents, I'm sorry, give their impact statements. And then Sheila is <laughs> <laughs> so good. This is what I guess we call this crazy moment number five. Crazy five. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So she gets to plead for mercy. This is, that's what that moment is for. To apologize, to try to get a lower sentence. This is my OMG moment, is the speech that she it gives. It was it? Yes. She says, I'd like to thank God. I'd like to thank my family. I'd like to thank everyone at the Department of Corrections in both New York and Connecticut. Wow. Paul is like... She thanked the prosecutor for being a worthy adversary. I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. 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 No, she did not do that. He said she got up there like she won an award. Yes, she's giving her full on Oscar speech. She's been practicing in the mirror. But the thanking the prosecutor. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely incredible. The prosecutor, who is a real attorney, by the way. Instead of saying I'm sorry or any of this, she's she's thanking the the prison guards for like treating what her does, fairly in prison. What does she think is going to happen? What is the desired outcome of that speech? Less time because she's not going to get less time. So is she just maybe she thinks because I'm being so polite and I'm saying thank you to people that I will get nobody ever thanks <laughs> me. I'm gonna go ahead and. <laughs> We'll knock 10 years off your sentence, young lady. Yes. Thank you. Totally. If she thanks the judge for being a fair and impartial, you know, yeah. for presiding over I this. Appreci- with- I appreciate your gratitude. <laughs> Little that- miss. No, thanks. Absolutely. Stupid. Yeah. Really don't understand what she really thought was going to happen, but that could be it. Yeah. So when she talks to Annalise's family, she says she hopes they get the closure from the verdict that they need. But Paul interprets it as saying, she's like saying, I didn't do it, but if you're going to convict me, fine. I'll take one for the team. I'll do it for you guys. You're welcome. I'm a hero. It'll make you guys feel better. I love how Paul, the husband, fully, totally sees through her now. But it took him long enough. Jeez. (laughs) Yes. He was married to her. Come on, dude. Yeah. So the judge gives her 50 years. 
But what the jury didn't know is that she's already serving 25 years at this point for stabbing her husband, Paul. That was my OMG. Really? That they slip that in there at the end, which opens up all of these things when they say that, that she's already serving 25 years. So that leads me to some conclusions I have after the recap. But that's a big one. Yeah. That she's already serving 25 for the attempted murder of in the hospital parking lot of her husband. Right. So I kind of think, why even bother going through so much effort in this trial? You're already- I have a theory. She's already 45 years old. She's going to be in jail for quite a while. So an idea of why that happened. Okay, so she has to serve both terms now. She's working on her appeals, and I hope that they get shut down immediately. I honestly think she should be in solitary confinement because I don't trust her in jail. I feel like she is starting a gang and is scheming something because she's crazy well, and she's shady. I think she's bribing guards. I think she's she's going to be running that place in a couple of years. Well, and here's my concern because the how she killed people. I feel like stabbing someone with a knife is a really vicious certain brand of murder, right? She's not going in with a gun and no. doing a shot to the back of that girl's head. No. She went in with a knife, which is and the most personal her yeah, you're right up yeah, close. She stabbed her seven times. Yes. She wanted to see her bleed. And then Sken didn't shoot her husband and say, oh, it was an accident. The gun went off. She did these really vicious stabbings. And that I'd be nervous about in prison. Oh, yeah. She could, she'll she she'll shiv someone. She will. She gets a shank like, in her no. head. Yeah, she's done. Yeah, that's done. She is, so she I don't, is like yeah. scraping something like into a really sharp point as we speak. Yeah, and it, she's that person. But it's taking... Yeah three years to get it sharp enough but she she'll wait she'll do the long con yeah she'll she'll bite her time she's got plenty of time Mm -hmm. she's looking innocent Mm -hmm. and she's the whole time slowly scraping this thing into a point and she's gonna kill everybody so i really don't trust her and then we get to see annalise's parents who i love so much so adorable they love paul sheila's husband who was stabbed i think they're all bffs now and the dad is just too cute for words and he says to paul the husband who was stabbed he says i'm not saying i'm happy you got stabbed and the adorable mom annalise's mom is like oh like oh honey don't joke about that like oh my goodness gracious but she's kind of laughing like at the same time she just it's just it's too much but it's hilarious they just have to joke about it you know and the dad says but if you didn't get stabbed this would be a cold case we would never know who killed Annalisa and Nelson tries says he tries to make them feel better and he's like what's a little stabbing between friends it was a paring knife it's fine and I think they bonded And Annalisa's sister, Bernadette, ends it by saying that people tell her, I can't believe this happened. This is like in a movie. And I normally hate when people say that on Dateline, but this actually would be a really good movie, I think. This is actually like a movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I love that Bernadette is not exaggerating here. Bernadette has three kids and it's brought life back to the family and she named her first child Annalise after Annalisa, which is really, really sweet. And Sweet. yeah, and that was the recap. There's a lot of details in here. There's not enough. No, that's true. Details in there. We need more. So, what did you want to add from outside information? What did you want to say? Oh, for outside information, I do have something kind of funny. After she got arrested for her husband's murder, for Paul's murder, she sent Nelson four letters from prison. 
No. Yeah, and then I guess a couple of them end in some sort of, according to the article, rambling poetry. <gasps> yes. I know. So I want to see the letters really bad. Yes. I thought she that would be so good. She is now taken up poetry. And I know. now thinks she's, she first thought she was a lawyer, and now she thinks she's a poet. Yes. That she's probably going to publish. She's going to self-publish in jail. Yeah, my doing my time. I don't know. I don't know what she'd call it. Doing my time. I did. I didn't do the crime, but I'm doing the time. <gasps> That's okay. perfect. So, and it's a poem, kind of. It rhymes. Mm-hmm. So the other, the other outside information that I found out is that Sheila had been asking Nelson before Annalisa's murder. She had been asking him if there was a way to check in or <gasps> out with their key card of the pharmaceutical company. If there was a way to do it without it recording you. <gasps> She'd been looking for an exit so that she could have an alibi of still being at work. But of anyone at work that she could have asked, she asked Nelson Mm -hmm. so that she could kill his girlfriend. Do you see how sick and twisted that is? Yeah, she's no, she's super evil. I feel like those were those were some of the best things. But I, I had a question for you. So they kept talking about during the whole episode about how there's not enough well she talks about it there's not a lot of physical evidence there's not it's all sort of circumstantial how is it that Annalisa lives in this really fancy apartment building on the water and there's zero surveillance this isn't a gated thing like there's no surveillance at this apartment building well this that could see someone this was coming in up 2003 is that too long ago for stuff like that? I think it wasn't as prevalent back then. Okay. It's like CCTV, but it's a good question. Definitely. I don't know. And I would assume that the, there was like a gate you'd have to buzz up or something. But she did That's have the I'm lock thinking. picking set. But Dateline points out that she probably wouldn't have needed it because they knew each other vaguely from work. So Annalisa probably would have been like, it's really weird that she's here, but I'll buzz you in. Like, okay. You know, can I can I also ask why wasn't Annalisa at work? That's a good question. Maybe it was her lunch break or she was sick. I don't know. That's a good question. Nelson left for work and they worked together, right? All three of them worked together. Yeah, Nelson was at work all day. It is odd. I would have liked to have known. Well, it seems that this, that this work has a very flexible work schedule. Doesn't it? Well, if they're pharmaceutical people, maybe they have to go out on calls. That definitely could be it. Or had a late night meeting the night before, so she was going in late that day because she had worked late the night yeah. before or something. That's what I it would could guess. Be that. Did you have any other things you want to talk about? No, I just wanted to say that I think that the reason she defended herself was because she had already, that 25 years when they said that at the end, that's why she defended herself. Because obviously she thinks when she originally got convicted for her husband's murder, she didn't think her attorney did a good job. She thought she could do a better job. She'd already just been through a trial. So she just said, no, I'm going to I'm going to defend myself because they didn't do a good job. I I I also think she now feels like she witnessed a trial and that basically makes her a lawyer. She's she's that kind of person. I just lived through a trial. I am basically now a lawyer. I just don't have the piece of paper to prove it. And I think she also knew the minute that they said that they were going to be able to bring up that she was already incarcerated for another murder, she knew in the jury's eyes that they were going to see her as a guilty person because she'd already been convicted no, of stabbing someone. No, they weren't allowed someone. to bring that up. The, the conviction? Yes. The jury did not know that when they gave her 50 years. That's what Dateline was saying. Like, what the jury didn't know is that she was already serving 25. They weren't allowed to mention it. 
were they able to talk about the fact that she did stab him? Uh, yeah, because she was interviewing Paul on the stand and said, you said I had a crazy look in my eye when I stabbed you, right? right? And he's like, yeah. So just not that she was actually convicted for attempted murder right. in that case. Right, oh, Holy crap. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. I think that's you have nuts. to include the stabbing because it's so related to the other stabbing. It's the same method yeah. of sta- of killing. So I think that it makes sense to bring it up that they are related. That's- so did you have any guaca moments that you wanted to discuss? No, I had some quotes, though, that I really liked. And one was Bernadette, the sister, says in the very beginning when they're doing the fast thing and you don't know what the story's about yet, the intro, mm-hmm. she says, mm-hmm. this was something that would have happened sooner or later, no matter what. What does that mean? That means nothing. That is like literally something they gave her to say that it's not true. It could have been avoided. Like it what this was not like destined to happen. Do you know what I I'm know. saying? They it's like they yes. give these cliche murder phrases to somebody and then they make it her say very it. strange. And then you Or it t- was about something else completely. Yes, totally. It's so out of context, it means it doesn't really apply to the case at all. And then Yeah, exactly. My second quote of the week was the friend Christine says there's no one in the world that would want to hurt Annalisa and then it cuts to Chris Hansen's voiceover that says maybe but someone killed her (laughs) (laughs) he's so sarcastic thanks Chris thanks Chris (laughs) so oh boy yeah I enjoyed that um precious moments I really liked her family and her friends you I, did. I did. Yeah. And it made me like Annalisa more because we didn't have too much of her, but it made me like her because I would hang out with those people. So yeah. I it makes me think I would hang out with her. So what I'm going to need you guys to do is when you are on Dateline talking about me, just be mm-hmm. really likable. I need you to amp up the charm. I need you okay. to not cry too much, that wheezing crying. Yeah. And yeah, gotcha. you got to sound smart. You got to wear okay. appropriate clothing. And we'll care, um, you get, be funny and charming. Are you bossing me from the grave? Yeah. It sounds like you're trying to boss me yeah. from yeah. The, the beyond. I, want to, I won't be there to be likable myself. So I'm going to need you guys to do it for me. That makes me not want to do it. Well, you, It I'm makes s- me want to be the opposite. Super unlikable. So that yeah, do I do a just... lot of hair and use a lot of incorrect grammar. <laughs> And say love life. I and was the best whistle, person alive. Like, when I speak. And this is the most tragic thing. Come up with a thing. Yes. Maybe go on with a chip tooth. I'll figure something out. Well, I'll those do are the episodes. It's not that you hate the victim. It's that you're just so distracted by the family and friends <laughs> that you f- it becomes not at all about the victim at all. The whole episode, That's you forget true. who the victim is. So I would be That's forgotten right. and it would be all about you. And it would be... And my chip too. And your yeah. chip too. It would be good. Yeah. No. Uh, no, I think you'd, you'd be appropriate, I think. I, I really just I'll, need I'll to fine. take care of my parents. <laughs> My dad might say something inappropriate. Your dad's going to make some inappropriate jokes. And I'm going to have to talk to the editor and be like, look, let's talk about this. What can we do to make that go away? Yeah, maybe take him to Olive Garden. Yeah, Yeah, we'll go to Olive Garden, get the two for one or whatever special they've got. Yeah. What can we do to make Kimberly seem likable? I will will handle this. Okay, good. Good. Who was your MVP loser? 
Oh, well, my loser was clearly Sheila. Right, of course. Because of the crazy. But I but I was not a big a fan. I was a fan of Paul, but I was not a huge fan of Nelson because I needed him to show some more emotion. And not and fall asleep not. as he's speaking. And you liked that. Yeah. yeah but I did not like that. I just that. found it intriguing. I feel like he's his own person who sleeps a lot. Paul, I love. yours? Paul would be my MVP. And also just okay. Team Annalisa. I thought they did a great job making her likable. I thought the whole package. Christine was good. Bernadette was good. The parents were adorable. So, yeah. Loser for sure, Sheila Davalu. 100%. Did you have any alternative theories? Um, Yeah. Jack and Melissa are actually real. And that they are in a love triangle with Annalisa. (laughs) Just like (laughs) Sheila told all her family and friends about it. She told, she talked about their sex life. It was real. And those, okay. sh- Jack and Melissa did it as part of this whole menage sex game, whatever, this love triangle they were having at the pharmaceutical company. It could have been it. Yeah. I like that. I actually like that one a lot. That is an excellent alternative theory. Okay, good. Um, can I ask you, here's, here's the deal. I don't have an alternative theory. I want to know what the theory was that Sheila thought that she was going to get away with stabbing her husband. How did she think that that game... Accident. What was she actually Seizure. going to say? But but again, stabbing, not a gun. A, st- a, st- a stabbing seizure is how she was going to dr- deposit him at the hospital and then he would bleed to death and then she would just say it was... It was this game. Was, that is, it's the worst. this game at work. He chose items like a shampoo bottle and a camera. Right. I and chose, I chose a, a, knife, a knife, a paring knife. Yeah. A paring knife. Right. Which is that little sharp, you know what yeah. a paring knife is, right? I, th- I thought I would one. spice it up a little. Or, you know what you could say, well, there's no earthquakes, but she could say, my neighbors make a huge noise. I jumped. No. The dog barked. The dog jumped like across me. The dog no. came at me um, trying to get a cat that was outside and my hand slipped because I was reaching. The dog pushed my hand and no. then the knife went in. No. No. You wouldn't buy it. No. 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 But see, the but whole thing imagine is that so the ill-conceived. husband is dead and cannot speak for, for himself. I still don't think that it was thought out. It's the weirdest thing. I thought I feel like Annalise, they would not have suspected her, but the hu- the husband is like, this is the time when you need somebody actually hiring the hitman. Right. And right? you have yourself the an one. ironclad alibi somewhere else. Yeah. Absolutely. And instead she's like, I I'm going to do home it myself. And found him bleeding. Oh yeah, that's what she said first. I came home and That's found what she him said bleeding. originally. So that's what I'm wondering if she was trying to play I'm not I'm... Well, she could blame it on Jack and Melissa, who killed Annalisa and then go. came and killed her husband because she knew about it. And it was this whole mysterious thing that was going on at work and she Sheila had been walk she had been peeing in the bathroom, but they didn't see her there because they didn't look under the stall. And she overheard this murderous plot about Annalisa. And so they came for her. She wasn't there. They killed the husband for revenge and to warn her, don't talk about okay. what you know we did to Annalisa. Valid? Okay. Yeah, you'd buy Valid-ish. it, right? Ish. Sure. <laughs> Except that then they check and they realize that Jack and Melissa are not actual people. So right, they exactly. they are not on the payroll at the pharmaceutical they company. They are not actual real yeah. people. That's fine though. 
So do you have any fashion police things for this episode? You've got to have one. There was one which was a, a purple felt hat or something, like TLC before Waterfalls, or like on Sister Sister. Sister. Who? Sis- Who's in it? Um, Sheila. I don't remember this. Yeah. It's, Wh- it's, where? It's, it's purple. They show it a few times. They show it like three times. She's with um, Paul, I think. And huh. it is not a good hat, but it's very time appropriate. So I can't make too much fun because it was early 2000s. Like late 90s. Ni- okay. Late 90s. So it kind of makes sense. I don't remember the hat. I'm bummed. Um, And then when she's in trial, she was obviously had been held in jail. So she does her she does her best to make herself look like a lawyer, but she's been in jail. So her hair's going gray and it's like pulled back. <gasps> and then she wears this like really kind of ill-fitting suit that someone gave her and then a bandana. No, what it's a it? sweater. It's a rainbow sweatshirt. No, it's not. So it's a it's a sweatshirt with a rainbow cowl neck collar that it was comes a, over I the top of the blazer. Scarf. Oh, it was a cowl no, neck. No, it's the collar of the sweatshirt. Oh. It's ridiculous. And it's rainbow. It's a rainbow striped oh. thing that's like this very casual sweatshirt that she's wearing flapped over her jacket lapels. It's the most bizarre. And we still don't know when that blazer comes on with that sweater. I still didn't know that she was in prison. So I was really confused why she had chosen to war- to wear that to court. And now it's like, oh, well, okay. You don't have any clothing. No. Because you are in the pokey. See, and I thought it was like, well, this suit is so brown. And studies show that juries respond to bright colors. So I'm going to whip on this bright scarf. And it's really going to just jazz up my outfit and really make me appear more likable. That's what I was thinking. But now oh, that I wow. know that it's a cowl neck, I'm even more confused by it. Yeah. I was, I'm, I'm glad you noticed because it drove me insane. Yeah. Do you have any other titles? Yeah, I do. Oh, great. Okay, you ready? Oh, yeah. Because all oh, I yeah. have was, it was weird. It was weird? <laughs> which is what That's Paul all said. you got? Yeah. Which is what Paul said. It was weird. Oh. Or I'm going to say the ballad of Jack, Melissa, and Annalisa. That's really which good. Which is a play on the ballad of Mike and Dahlia. Then you can use mine, which is all jammed up. Or a jam sandwich, which is because jam, Jack, A, Annalisa, M, Melissa. Oh, that's really dumb. Jam sandwich. You're just doing an anagram of their names? Wow. But, that's yeah. worse than puns in my book. Oh, well, I've got I've got some puns too. Okay, so. I would much prefer those to jam. No, I can't. Okay, I, want, I thought that was good. Okay, you <laughs> might like this one. Crazy by numbers. Because you did the crazy one through five. Oh, that's good. That's good. Like- I did that during this episode. Oh, Because nice. I thought that was for you. Yeah, I That's like- not bad. No, that's good. I like okay. it. Where if they use that episode, the narrator, Chris Hansen, would have to incorporate my numbering system into the episode. Why don't they bring you on to do it? Great, that would be the best idea. thing of all. Yeah, great idea. And then I had Wicked Game. Mm. And then just because of the game. And then my last one. Yeah. Sheila did it. Apparently. Because she used a paring knife. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> See, is it even a pun if you have to explain it to someone? Cause it's they, not that great. Because it's such I, a stretch. But I love apparently because it's just great. Because I don't know. I also had one that I couldn't make work that was something about a half Nelson personality. Oh. Because a half Nelson's a wrestling move, yeah. but he only has half a personality, but then you loved him so I much. Did. 
I did. But it doesn't really work. He put my heart yeah. in a half Nelson. Oh, barf. Okay. <laughs> so, do you have anything? We don't have Twitter, obviously, for this episode. Do right. you have anything that's... What's in the news? Nothing really. I think we had kind of landed on Andrea Aww. Hollicks, but some people really like the Canningites because they were thinking of the la- not the, the candidates, but the Canningites. Canningite. They said, please make that a play on the people from the land of Canaan, which is yes, that is exactly oh, what I was yeah. thinking. Of. Yeah. yeah, the Canaanites. Yeah. Oh, it's good. That's yeah. good. So that's I like where that I was one. going with that. Okay. I didn't sell it enough because Andrea Hollicks won that poll. So we haven't totally landed on it, but we should just pick one, I think, and move on to Dennis Murphy, I think, which I can think of the Murphites, the Murphys, or Dennis is enough. (laughs) I think Dennis is enough. (laughs) It's just Dennis is enough because he is. So so we'll think of something for Dennis. I like, and someone for Lester had thought of the Holt honeys, Um, but it's up to you. you. We can think of more. Guys, bring it on. Bring on the names. And I guess that's it. The reason we did this episode is because the episode that aired on Friday about Mickey Shunick is amazing. It's a really, really, really good dateline. I've seen it a million times. I love that family. There's just literally nothing to make fun of because it's just really sad. They're just really good people and it's just sad. So I just wouldn't feel right about making fun of it. There was nothing. There was no crazy to make fun of. But it's a great episode. There is there's a lot of good stuff in that episode. There's really good investigative work and cameras that come into play. It's a good story. Ooh, interesting. They All did right. yeah, they it redid it. They redid the same story on See No Evil on ID Network, that show that's about crimes that are oh, solved yeah. with cameras. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But cool. she's really amazing and likable and the family's super cool. The mom has purple hair. Oh, They're cool. just really fun people so we're that just live not in Louisiana. Cover that. Yeah, we're and not, we're just can't no. cover it. There but it's a great episode. People should still definitely watch it. But also check us. out now check out Obsession. Yes, please go back and check out Obsession, the one with Anna lisa there's a couple others they're not nearly as cray as this one and please follow us on twitter instagram please subscribe to us on itunes sneak into your ex-boyfriend's house and find his phone and subscribe for him he'll never know it'll just help just tell him you want to play a game (laughs) (laughs) you know handcuff him blindfold him and then go take his phone and subscribe to us that'll be great (laughs) And um, make sure you leave us a review, too, on iTunes. We and tell a friend. Yes. Tell many friends and, and have them write reviews. And that's all. Don't don't watch alone. Watch with Nelson and say, what? Oh, What'd you say? God. Every five seconds because he talks so softly. <laughs> Bye, Bye, everybody. everybody. <laughs> Poor Nelson. <laughs> <laughs>